0: Me for the bad audio on this uh, episode. Enjoyed the conversation and hopefully you can hear uh, enough. Uh, thanks, sponsors, especially Heritage, especially Ogden Scott, but also Heritage Auctions, Stops, the, the Upper Deck, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, and ComC, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Again, Ken, uh, apologize for the audio, but hopefully you get some good content and find out at auction logistics from some real pros. Your niche in the auction industry is, and I frankly think everybody. In, the, in this business ought to have a niche. Distributors, graders, uh, price guides, everybody ought to have some distinctive identity and you certainly do in the auction. And some of the lots that I've won, I probably have one, maybe one or two regrets, but just you buy something and it's so exciting. And most of the ones that just far exceeded my expectations but uh, a couple of times, I just had wishful thinking that I thought, boy, this is really going to be great. And it wasn't terrible. You, you're really fair in your descriptions. But when you get a whole bunch of cards at one of these uh, treasure chest lots or something like that, shoebox, actually, it's more than a shoebox, some of the ones I've oh, been you're, on. You're talking about pallets. One pallet or a two-thirds of a pallet is about what I can uh, fit in my car when I go down to the freight depot. And they know me down there now. They know I'm the baseball card guy. But I can't do that very often. But as I said, my wife was so excited when I won that lot back. Pre-COVID, and, and it was a lot of fun going through it. And it uh, sheltering in place meant I had plenty of cards to look at when I couldn't go anywhere. And as my wife says, it's about as wholesome a hobby as you can get. But what I wanted to uh, have a discussion about is with you and your uh, associates there. What there's just a lot of work that goes into putting out a catalog, and then most people think well, that's a lot of work. But then after all the and then the bidding and keeping that all organized. But then after the smoke clears, you've got a Send out all the 2,000 lots, and then in the be, me, in the meantime, you're getting more lots in for the next auction. And Chris, so I know Chris is the one I've dealt with, and uh, I know some people. I guess would just it, it's got to be fun working on your team when you get to see all this amazing stuff. Well, I'm, I'm here, Chris. Let
1: Chris talk.
2: Chris can answer some questions for you. Nice speaking
0: with you, Jim. Uh, great, Chris. What are you? Are you? Your your email tag kind of says you do real estate too, right?
2: I do. I do real estate. I'm a jack-of-all-trades. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy working for and Scott.
0: Are you a collector as well? Or are you just?
2: I see a lot of different items that come to the auction because I also do the lotting, uh,
0: the inventory. As well oh. As well as oh, afterwards. So I see everything. Uh, I essentially have my hands on everything
2: twice as I'm uh, putting it into inventory so we can find something when we need to find it and then also when, when it needs to ship out. Inventory is very crucial, especially when we have 1,500, 2,000-plus lot auctions, because at any given moment, we really need to know where an item is so we have a system in place that we've had for quite some time and uh we're constantly uh creating new ways to be more efficient with our system whether it's a you know simple new input on our website or labeling to make everything more clear and accurate so when you, when you can grab something we can grab it really quickly so yeah i do collect i see my i see a lot of really cool items a lot of one-of-a-kind items but i tend to collect more of the neater kind of items that go for under 500 bucks or so yeah. not really into the, the the roof Balls and, and Garrick items and Mantle items and whatnot. I like the, the items that are just more unique. Not necessarily valuable, but more unique
0: and cool. Is, is there something magical about uh, your 2,000 lots that you normally have, plus or minus? Is that your capacity? Or you just push till you get close to 2,000? Because it just seems like the hobby's been so strong. I'm wondering if you're getting, if you, if you even have more stuff that people want to send you.
1: We do. We have a lot more stuff that we couldn't get in this auction. It just, just time-wise to write it up
0: and photograph yeah. it
1: and, Chris said, to, to shelve it and process it. It takes time.
0: If somebody sends you, uh, do they send you a collection and then you discuss with them how to break it down, either by sport or by pulling out some extra value items? How is that we, determined? Yeah, we, we do that every day here. There are some people will send us individual items that are ready to go,
1: and other people will send us their entire collection, in which case, like you just said, we end up, spreading it out on our three giant tables here and sorting it and coming up with lots that have a common theme to
0: them. I've noticed that. And I, like I said, I really appreciate that. I, I like some of the the more interesting lots that I've been on are, are the ones that are more difficult to describe that are multi-sport. And uh, I figure other people aren't, not everybody likes hockey or not everybody likes football as much as basketball or baseball. And if so, it's a mix. I've always collected it all. And I, I kind of have fun seeing what's the surprise of what's there. And uh, mostly pleasant surprises and occasionally a a really good pleasant surprise. Of course, anybody would be pleasantly surprised buying anything in the last six or seven months. It just seemed like prices have have really gone up. Has that translated into more bidders for you or just more submissions?
1: Matt, who runs the mailing list for us, Matt's told me that in the last, since the COVID started, really,
2: since our May auction, we have gotten more catalog requests from new bidders than we ever have.
0: That's terrific. That's terrific.
2: I can certainly second that uh, because I'm the one that sends out the catalogs, and mm-hmm. as of right now, the list of, of names that I have to send out to people all across the U.S. is is probably twice the size of what it normally is right now. Well, and you know, we'll be we'll be sending out catalogs for at least another week.
0: Well, you better hurry. These are people that these are people that just uh, requested a catalog either yesterday.
2: Okay, or we've already sent out the, the mass catalogs okay. to the registered bidders that we that, we've had, that, that we do have.
0: Yeah, I just uh yeah, I, I've I realize that you have an incentive that if somebody will not take the catalog, you give them a like a credit. But I just like looking at your catalog. It's a completely different experience than the super glossy catalog that that Heritage does. But I don't need that for your lots. And I the efficiency of going through the. The uh, Flipping the pages and getting stuck on some pages. Uh, do you to intentionally group? Uh, Chris, are you the one doing that? That's organizing a little bit by sport or that, that some of the pages have uh, similar kinds of lots? And starting out with the T cards or... That's Matt. That's Matt, okay. That's Matt, who lays out the
1: catalog, yeah. With
0: precision. Yeah. What uh, yeah, he, does, he does a great job on that. We could talk a lot about what's in your catalog, and I highly recommend people get it. And you don't have to get it. You can go to the website, go to Huggins and Scott, and uh, see virtually everything. I always uh, preview it that way, but then it's fun to look at the, the paper catalog too. But are what percentage of lots that are offered to you, they don't just ship it to you, I presume. They must inquire. And are you accepting 80% of what's offered to you? Surely there's some lots that you just say you, know, you need to hold on to it.
1: Yes, no, we, we do get some stuff, and and there is a lot of times where people will send us their entire collection, and we may end up making fourteen lots out of it, and then there's a group of stuff we return to them. Oh, really? Or a lot of, or sometimes they even say, what because it's just stuff that has more weight than value to it, <laughs> and and it's just it's addition by subtraction by not including it in one of the lots. It doesn't have oh, much value, and a lot of the, the designers, a lot of times they'll just say they'll just keep that stuff, give it to we give it to the kids who come in and. Show us good
0: report cards or something. Can, I'm going to give away one of my trade secrets for bidding in your auctions, and uh, I hope it's not going to invite a bunch of people to bid against me. But you know what you said there. I actually look for lots that have seven or eight really good things in. Seventy percent is good stuff, and twenty or thirty percent is bad stuff. And you're right; the bad stuff, even though there's a lot of good stuff in there, the bad stuff discourages people from bidding. Oh,
1: sure. It's like, why do
0: I have to? That's right. Has, to get that, yeah. it has a negative value, and yep. and so I'll bid on some of those things, and I just and I give away. People know I just I give some of this extra stuff to Rich Klein, our mutual good friend, who sure. who passes them through for his uh, synagogue show a couple times a year, and he'll never run out of cards sure. or, or or stuff. He, he's got a a place where just people can can get some of these uh, odd shaped kinds of things. Do you guys have to acquire supplies? Or do you have so many supplies of what people are sending. I'm just wondering. You you've got to be going through all kinds of shoe boxes, monster boxes, 800 count boxes. Is that all the original materials from the people, or are you having really to do vary. any boxing it, up? It really,
2: it really varies. Oftentimes, the collections that we do take, whether or not they bring it in, or we go pick it up, or they ship it to us. Oftentimes, they they are housed in uh, appropriate boxes, especially the card lots. A lot of the, a lot of times they are. A lot of times that they are uh, they're housed in uh, plastic sleeves and we take the, all the cards out individually, yeah. uh, you know, cause we need to analyze them and we need to figure out which ones uh, may be submitted to, to get graded. So, uh, but most times I would say, um, that they come adequately uh, packaged and then when they're not, we have, you know, five rows, four rows, three rows, two rows,
0: singles, you name it. We have every, 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 yeah. every kind of packaging here. So that and we have
2: all that organized, uh, in our facility, which is a rather large facility in sequence. So anytime anybody needs something, we
0: really don't spend a lot of time looking for it because we all know where it is, which helps with our efficiency. I noticed in this, this catalog, again, that I highly recommend that's, uh, that, that is uh, going to be closing in, in uh, later in October. There's a couple of huge lots there and one of them is not even on-premises. Yeah, it's a, it's a
2: really big
0: lot. And so how do you handle something like that? And I know that you've had that before where something's so big, you just keep it where it is. And if somebody wins... It's up to them to to go get it.
2: It's actually quite simple, you know, because we have a disclaimer on the website letting people know where, in fact, the lot
0: is, whether or not it's still at the consignor's house, right. uh, or it's at our facilities, and it gives the people it gives people a heads up. And then sometimes they don't really pay attention to that part. They might call and inquire yep. uh, what the shipping is going to be, and we always
2: encourage uh, bidders to reach out and inquire on the shipping yep. before they place the bid, especially on larger item.
0: Tell me about it. Yeah, I know. Especially on larger items. Yeah. Although most sitters have a general idea of what's going to cost. Uh, when we're dealing with uh, customers uh, picking up these large, you know, potential
2: pallet lots, virtually every single time, the person will live near the consigner and they'll rent like a U-Haul or something right. and pick it up. Rarely do they actually uh, ship it from that location. A lot of the larger lots that we have in-house, though, we do, uh, we do ship a fair amount of those.
0: But again, a lot of people really uh, utilize that pickup option because right. one to 2,000 pounds can... Well, no, you know, it's expensive. A foot, a yeah, yeah. And what do you are you still having a a fair number of people that come and preview the items in person and and look through your warehouse and your staging area the week before?
2: As far as you know, COVID is concerned, not so much. People are more hesitant to come in and and look at the lots, at least from from my experience. We do have a couple people lined up that may come uh, once the auction starts, sometime next week. I, I I always have to coordinate with Matt. Uh, to figure out which uh, which people are going to come and, and what list of lots that they have ready, so that we can have everything ready for them, so that when they get here, we can have them off into a room by themselves, away from everybody, and they can take their time. And yeah. we have lighting and loops and things of that nature, where we can uh, so people can get a really good look at everything. So we like to have everything in sequence. As, as a motto for our company is that we like to be as efficient as possible, so that when somebody comes in here, they're just looking at the items, and uh, then they can be on their way onto whatever schedule they have. So.
0: I am, the COVID has ruined uh, a lot of people, and I'm sure I've done better than than many because I've been able to be be reasonably safe. But I'm dying to come up there and and, and look at. It, and I just think this COVID environment is not. But it'd be Kevin Savage might be there, and and anybody else that's that would be up there would be a kindred spirit. We'd go out to dinner and uh, look at the stuff, and it'd be like the national without any other customers.
2: <laughs> of course, we have a lot of routine. A lot of routine uh, folks that come in yeah. uh
0: every auction. And so a lot of people fly in. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just that I think uh, I may need to uh, fly in and drive back with a U-Haul or something. Kevin usually will come. I'm saying. He'll come the day of the auction. Yeah. And then he'll go back to his hotel room and
1: did that night. And then he'll come the next morning and pick up all his winnings
0: and drive home. Exactly, exactly. That's really what I'm thinking about doing. So, we're, I, I have a 15 minute rule here, and I'm really excited about your uh, this uh, coming up auction in the next two weeks. Uh, I'll get my initial bids in there and see what happens. And uh, and I and uh, Chris, thank you for always taking good care of me, Bill. I, we're longtime friends, but appreciate how you've you've come through and provided a great service. So always enjoy your catalogs. Always enjoy getting my lots, even when I like I said I I've been I on balance, I've done terrific. (laughs) But just to show that I'm not infallible, occasionally I think this is really going to be good, and I overestimate You know what you're very honest about what's there. And I think, yeah, but they understated the last one, so maybe this one will be better too. So uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, keep up the great work, guys. I look forward to working with you in the next couple of weeks. And when COVID is clear, I really want to get up there and dig into some of these lots that I can not have so much. Oh, Jim, you have such an advantage by coming to look at what we can describe on it. I know. I know, I know, but uh, well,
1: listen. Thank you so much for including
0: us in this. And, you bet. Uh, you stay safe, and hopefully, we'll talk soon. You too. Soon. I appreciate it, Bill. Thanks, Chris. Thank See you guys. Keep up the good you work. You, you, you bet. Okay, thanks. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye bye.